a brief update before this week's episode. In the interim between Quok and I recording this episode, HB 60, the permitless carry bill we discussed, was passed by the Utah State Senate and signed by Governor Spencer Cox. Keep that in mind as you listen and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome. This is our inaugural episode of the Utah College Republicans podcast. I'm Quok. And I'm Josh, and boy, have we got an exciting topic for y'all this week. Absolutely. This week, we on the docket, we have House Bill 60. This bill that's currently up in the legislature will allow adults over the age of 21 to carry a concealed weapon in public without a permit. So, Josh, what's your thoughts on this? Well, to break it down really simply for everybody, in case for some reason you don't know, in the state of Utah, and most states in the country, in fact, once you turn 21... Um, that not only enables you to buy handguns, but also get a concealed carry permit, which lets you, um, I believe not in federal buildings, but more or less everywhere, everywhere else, you can conceal a, carry a concealed weapon on your person. Uh, but you got to go through this uh, training class, and you got to go through uh, kind of a more in-depth background check, because um, you do have to go through a background check to buy a gun in the first place. Um, and I think this is the right direction for the state. I mean, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I believe there are 19 states that have already uh, already put this into place. So it's not like it's a novel idea. This has been around. Um, and I think that in terms of our fundamental rights to, to carry weapons, to protect ourselves and our families, you know, um, we have a right to, carry, to keep guns in our home. That much is clear. Uh, whether or not, you know, you can carry a weapon around, you know, um, unperturbed un- by the government, you know, that's a little more, uh, concealed carry permits can be hard to get in some places. But I think, you know, in principle, if you can keep a gun in your home, you should be able to carry it around on your person. That's just, you know, our natural rights to keep our, our self-defense as humans. Well, Josh, well said, and I absolutely agree with you here. In, in the state of Utah, you could currently conceal, you know, carry a concealed firearm in your car, in your home, in your property and open, even open carry in public. It makes absolutely no sense why you would need a permit to carry a concealed weapon in public today. And look, the, the Supreme Court has already decided, you know, Hel- more specifically, Heller versus DC, yeah. this ruled that in, um, you know, that the position of firearms of for the purpose of self-defense is covered under the Second Amendment. Now it's time for Utah to actually take that ruling and implement it into law and policy. And look, as Josh mentioned, already 19 states have implemented something like a policy, something like this, implemented a policy similar like this. And Utah already attempted it back in 2013, um, where uh, we've, we, the legislature passed a bill like this. However, it was vetoed by Governor Gary Herbert. However, now, since um, we have a new legislature, and the, set, the lieutenant governor, who was back then senator, uh, Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, she actually voted for this bill um, back then. And now when Governor Spencer Cox actually openly supported this bill, we have a good chance of getting this passed. Um, and yeah, Josh, so do you think Utah actually really needs a bill like this? Like, what's your thoughts on something yeah, like this? Well, well I'll get there. Um, I want to talk about, you mentioned Heller, um, which is really important. Um, if you don't know, 
uh, Heller v. Washington, D.C., or Washington v. D.C. Right, right, right. Um, v. Heller was a case some years ago. A police officer um, who fought. Yeah, I want to yep. say like 10 years ago, 8 years ago, something like I that. I think it was 2008. Yeah, yeah. So, somewhere around there. Um, and it basically had the Supreme Court rule. Uh, so, so D.C. had a law that said that uh, you couldn't, if you owned a handgun, I believe it was if you owned a handgun, you had to keep it disassembled in your home. Uh, you couldn't keep it loaded. Yeah, it was something instance. ridiculous and, and, like that. Yeah, and, and the Supreme Court said no. The Second Amendment gives people a right not only to own guns but to own them for their self-defense and hunting. And if, yeah, and, and if you require someone to keep a gun disassembled, you are taking away their ability to use it for self-defense purposes. Absolutely, it's absolutely. not just being able to buy a gun. It's actually it, it gets more complicated than that. And and I'll say this: the Second Amendment uh, did not create the right. To own own guns, this the principle existed in English common law some you know hundred years before the Constitution was even written, and uh, you know there are some people who read the Second Amendment and they say, well, you know, in in seventeen eighty nine they had you know muzzle loading muskets, you know, don't you think things are a little different these days? And to that I say, does the First Amendment only apply to parchment and paper? I mean, the first our founding fathers Absolutely. had foresight. Yeah. And they they would have seen on the horizon that technological innovations would have come, right. and, and the same way we we say we have free speech on the internet, we have the right to own you know modern guns, and I think that that includes the right to carry a weapon. Obviously, you know thirty some odd states don't Absolutely. agree with me on that, <laughs> but so I think this is this is a good step towards recognizing right. that Second Amendment rights are actually a pretty broad thing. Like this, I absolutely agree with you. This idea that, you know, um, arming the civilians to protect against government tyranny and self-defense is definitely not a new idea. And that's actually interesting because I think this idea of self-defense is much more relevant now than ever. I mean, with the movement of defunding the police, where actually many police departments around the nation are becoming defunded and have been defunded, especially in New York and Portland, we are seeing a huge increase in violent crime. We're seeing an increase in, in, in gang activity. And especially during these times, and data shows that, look, firearms sales have skyrocketed. Um, uh, the stocks of firearm manufacturers have soared. Ammo sales, we have an ammo shortage right now. I mean, look, people are eager to protect themselves. This bill will only help citizens protect our families, ourselves, and I really like this bill because of that. And and look, what we need more than ever is exactly the right to fundamentally protect ourselves and our rights. And and again, but this bill, however great we may make it sound, I believe that you know there are concerns over this bill. Mm -hmm. Josh, can you do you mind talking about yeah, some of the concerns yeah. over this? I was gonna say we could say good things about this bill all day, but you know we wouldn't do it justice if. We didn't bring up some of the concerns. So there was a, an op-ed in the Salt Lake Tribune that came out uh, just earlier today. It is written by um, – let's find out. Yeah, we're well, – uh, By, the, edi that. by yeah. the editorial board. Yeah. So, so this this paper stands by its – and then if I give it just a moment. Okay, so this here's a little quote. Um, it's about um, how no woman is safe when the Utah legislature is in session or something along those lines. Uh also fitting into this list of proposals to make the lives of women less safe is House Bill 60, and then it goes to tell you what it is. Um, 
and and this is the part I really have a disagreement with, but I'll read it to you. It is only common sense that more guns carried by more people with no training or review will lead to more violence or death. In a few cases, that violence will indeed be justified self-defense. In far more cases, road rage, suicide, and again of particular concern to women, domestic violence, it won't be. So, you know, this is, we got to take a moment and dive into gun violence and understand why I don't think that this bill um, or, or that rejecting this bill is going to have much effect on gun violence. I don't think that approving this bill is going to have much effect on gun violence. And, and here's why. Uh, first of all, we'll, we'll keep in mind that you need to pass a background check in every state of the union right. to buy a gun, right? So that's not, that's not changing. Um, the majority or the, the biggest portion of um, gun deaths are suicide. And I believe homicides and suicides put together um, account for 90 some odd percent and um, accidents, which presumably would result from little train from, you know, uh, uh, having little training. Accidents are actually a fairly small amount. So we'll talk about suicide first. That's the biggest chunk of gun deaths right. in this country. And it, it, I should say, first off, that every death is tragic. Um, you know, every death from gun violence is tragic. And, and especially the most preventable ones are awful. And, and, you know, it's important that our legislature and our government consider policies to make sure that that, that kind of thing is prevented. It, but yeah. I'll, let me just finish this one okay. thing. When it comes to suicides, I don't see this bill affecting gun suicides very much at all um it's not affecting people's ability to to purchase their own guns it just whether or not they need a permit to to concealed carry whether or not they need to go through that training um and i just don't see that having much effect on on suicides at the, at the end of the day a lot of people who are committing suicides with guns don't have concealed permits concealed carry permits and never even thought about about getting one I, Josh, here's the thing is that I absolutely agree with you that and, and disagree with that quote that you just shared with us. Common that, sense is what he calls <laughs> it, is what the board, is what the board calls that it. That somehow more guns lead to more violence. Look, what leads to more violence is the decision of the gun holder. And But however, I, I must say that w when this bill was being discussed, there were some concerns over suicide rate. And in the state of Utah, there's a staggering statistic that 85% of firearm-related deaths in the state of Utah today mm -hmm. are suicides. And that raises concern to me because we're in the middle of a pandemic where people are, you know, distanced. People aren't getting their um, um, social interaction. People are depressed. Depression rates are at record highs here. Mm -hmm. and, and mental health issues especially are a serious issue in our society. But this bill absolutely does address this aspect for this, which I like, because this bill actually transfers unused funds in the concealed weapons account to the Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health for Suicide Prevention, which I absolutely like. Which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. We're, we're, we're remembering what the real problem is here, exactly. and that's suicides, and that department would end up being better funded as a result. Right, and, and I, I absolutely think that it is a concern that, you know, when we're making firearms more readily available, more, more read, you know, um, um, readily 
available for, uh, available yeah. in, in general like it's easier we're making it easier for people to take their own lives and look here this bill ad addresses that but i do think that this bill can the let i want to see something from the legislature in terms of addressing mental health issues more and addressing suicide more look we are being accompanied not we're, this covid pandemic isn't just killing lives it's being accompanied by other pandemics such as suicide and mental health issues and look these need to be addressed today, and I want the legislature to act on this and actually address and help with our suicide and mental health issues in the state of Utah. And yeah, um, Josh, what other um, uh, well, issues that you well, have with this? I'll, so I'll bring up homicides. Uh, we just had a, had a discussion about suicides, okay. and I think that we can agree, that the two of us can agree that this bill just isn't going to have a dramatic effect yeah. on um, firearm suicides. That's a different objective. I think the legislature should try and do something about that, as you said. I just don't think that should be uh, people's reasoning regarding this bill. When it comes to homicides, you know, I can't pretend to be an expert on this, but I don't imagine that a lot of people with uh, who commit homicides, who, who kill people with guns, um, are concerned about whether or not they they commit or whether they or not they have a concealed carry permit. Right. Um, you know, this this bill does not restrict people's access to buy guns in the first place. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would want to see some research whether or not people who who murder other people with guns um, often have concealed carry permits. Right. You know, if it turns out that that all those people are getting concealed carry permits, then clearly the training isn't working. It's not doing something right. right. Yeah, and if it absolutely. turns out that none of them do, then this is kind of a pointless. Right. Having the trainings pointless, anyways, it won't affect that. Right. Uh, yeah, that that brings me to there's this kind of war of statistics that we right. get into when we're talking about gun violence. And I guarantee you, if we had someone from the other side here, uh, you know, they Which would be they, they yeah. would be bringing up all sorts of really thoughtful statistics Absolutely. about how more guns leads to more violence. And you know, we kind of dismiss the argument, but but there are some reasonable points to be made there. And, and you end up with these. Uh, you know what? What's the what's the line? Guns save lives. People who you know. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on whether or not guns save lives, or whether or not, as the Salt Lake uh, Tribune says, uh, more guns carried by more people with no training will lead to more death. Um, you know, there's a lot of academic literature on it, and if you want to read that, you can read that on the, on your own. Uh, what I will say is this: a lot of that, those studies and stuff, uh, end up finding really nuanced. Uh, you know, really small marginal changes in, in gun violence based on regulation. You know, you end up having to control for a zillion other conditions and, and you have trouble really core there, there's a lot of trouble that goes into correlating um, gun policy and gun violence. It's, it's a hard thing to relate. Right. And, and I'm not sure if that should be our driving um, our driving reasoning on this bill, mm -hmm. uh, as we've said, I think this bill is about is about rights Absolutely. and and about principles. Yep. I think that if you're concerned about gun violence, um, you know, we can do some more looking into the numbers. But if you're concerned about gun violence, I just don't think this bill is going to have that much effect on it. Um, and yeah, 
that's where I stand on no, that. No, I absolutely agree with you. I think there definitely needs to be more research and, and, and data behind gun violence. And we, we definitely, you know, it is a huge problem in our society today. And, you know, every, every, every life saved from gun violence is, is, you know, saving every life from, from this is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Josh, here's, a, here's another point that I kind of wanted to mention is that this bill actually makes concealed carry permits and permit classes quite moot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in my view, I think there are some merits that you get from a concealed carry class mm-hmm. is that, you know, you learn how to, you know, proper firearm handling skills. You learn mm-hmm. weapon safety. Also, some classes might include material about firearm, sh- uh, you know, firearm storage and yeah. firearm safety around children. Yeah. I think that's crucial. And, and look, I want to see the, the legislature address this aspect as well because yeah. I think I want safe gun ownership first yeah. of all and responsible gun ownership. And look, I want the legislature or the state to fund more um, educational classes in terms of firearm safety usage and storage. And and I think there's merit there into into funding those kind of things and and making you know and not making but empowering people to take those classes. I agree. Coupling this bill with some kind of Firearms education program would not be a waste, Utah right, legislature. Um, I will say one more thing on those classes. Um, as I think I've as I think I've made clear, I'm in favor of this bill. But if I was opposed to this bill, or if I was looking for reasons to dislike it, there's one that's pretty clear to me. Um, and we've talked to a, a friend of ours who just went through the the concealed um, carry training very recently and Mm -hmm. he he has some pretty strong opinions on this too (laughs) that the most useful thing that he took away from that concealed carry class and and the part that i think is really important is that they teach you about when you're carrying a gun how to interact with law enforcement and you know especially after this past summer we cannot ignore the problems associated with you know just people engaging with law enforcement um, but that's but, seen a huge but issue. especially yeah. people with guns engaging with Absolutely. law enforcement, I suspect that you know law enforcement is interested in people being able to behave right. properly and safely, and, and people should be interested in it too because it right. keeps everybody safe. Exactly. And so and so I'll say that the fact that there are going to be a lot of people now carrying around firearms who haven't gone through that instruction about how to deal with police officers is a concern to me. And if I was opposing this bill, that would be the thing I would put front and center is, hey, we, you know, we care about safety of, of not only people, but right. of law enforcement. And, and this education, we believe, goes a long way to, to further the safety of those two groups. And so that's something I think we should keep in mind. I absolutely agree with you here. And, and look, you know, right now in the state of Utah, less than 1% of, of gun deaths consist of accidental discharge slash gun deaths. And I'm worried that, you know, again, these concealed carry classes might help people from reducing, even further reducing these accidental gun deaths. And, and look, um, in terms of dealing with law enforcement, these know-hows and these, um, you know, how to properly interact and inform the law enforcement that you have a firearm on you, I think I absolutely agree with you that it saves lives. It, it really, you know, creates that mutual respect and, 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 and just a safe environment in terms of when you're you know dealing and, and interacting with law enforcement officers. And yeah, we wanna keep law enforcement officers safe. We wanna keep our responsible gun owners safe. Gun safety is absolutely crucial when accompanying this bill. And yeah, I think um, I think that's it. Any, any more thoughts, Josh, on no, this? No, no. So in sum, we're big fans of this bill. 
We think it's great for our fundamental rights as gun owners. Uh, we think that it is not about gun violence and won't have a huge impact on gun violence. Um, we think that firearm safety is really important, Absolutely. and if there's one thing that, that sits a little uneasy with us about this bill, it's the firearm safety aspect. Any, anything I missed? Any big points we no, talked about? Uh, I think that's it, Josh. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.